Hey everybody, welcome into the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me, and I appreciate that. Welcome into this week's video game-focused episode. Hope you all are having an incredible sexy work week and an even better weekend on tap, and I'm going to try my best to get you there. So, I got to be careful on today's episode because um, I'll have my official review for it on this upcoming Monday's TV and film-focused episode for Detective Pikachu. Um, We saw it a couple hours ago, so I got to be careful in the sense of I don't let my anger boil over and carry over into this episode of the podcast because it was... uh, um, I'll, I'll give you a quick quick uh, heads up on my review. Not good. Let's put it that way. Um, I'll dissect and get into it on, like I said, uh, the upcoming episode on Monday. And you'll hear me rant and rave like a lunatic. Hopefully I'm a little bit more calm on that front. So that's that's my hope at least. But um, we, got, we got fucking video game news galore, people. Last two weeks, what, two, three weeks or so, if I remember correctly, it's been kind of like holding pattern nothing too much or whatever me just trying to make filler out of a lot of stuff and trying to be somewhat intelligent about it but yeah it's just uh tons of video game news and it's been a busy day for me between the movie and um i'm helping my older brother with some stuff he's got like a shit ton of new furniture and just you know i know he appreciates it and i appreciate helping him but my fucking back is killing me all right so brazilian steakhouse please that will be my my I, I will settle out of court for that, <laughs> but it's okay. He has a cool new orgy couch, so it's it's really nice. You guys should check it out. But with that said, uh, so much going on the video game front, and of course, the vast majority of this shit happens today of all days, so I'm trying to process and check out all the information as it's coming and source it as it comes as well, so I'm not too lost and talking too much out of my ass, you know, not talking out of my ass more so than usual. So with that said, let's let's jump into it. Like, there's tons of fucking goodies. So one little thing that got announced um, yesterday. Yeah, I believe it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday it came out, and this came out of nowhere. We got a new John Wick game. And you guys know I love when movies or movie IPs combine with video games. I love that shit. And you know I like it vice versa when video games combine with movies because you just get shit shows like Detective Pikachu. I, I mean, I, I promise, Danny, calm down breathe you said you weren't going to talk about it so don't talk about it um or you get crap like sonic the hedgehog so what are you going to do still mortal Kombat one guys no it's not the tv and film focused episode i think it might be one of the best adaptions ever still still holds up in my eyes still holds up but we have a new john wick game it's called john wick hex uh, it's from the creators of thomas is alone which is a terrific game for Xbox Gold users, I believe it was free to download and own and play a couple of weeks ago on Xbox Live Gold. Actually, still might be there, so check for it. Um, but they show the teaser trailer of it, very brief, straight to the point, and it looks super duper cool. Like I thought it looked dope. It's this plan, like strategy game, almost like XCOM, which is a very interesting choice to go with for a John Wick game. But from what I, the little bit I did see, it. I want to play it. I want to experience it. It looks really dope. Now, the thing about this is this game will come out for peace or come out for consoles, but at a later date, it's going to be exclusive to the Epic store. So for those that may, I think I've talked about it before a little bit or I've alluded to it. So Epic, the guys that make the Unreal Engine, they, you know, are known for like, you know, Gears of War one through three, that sort of thing, Fortnite, all that crap, right? So they're heavy on the publisher side. Epic is. They have launched their own competition with Steam. I believe it was 
last year, late last year, and they've been a big thorn in the side of a lot of PC gamers because it's a new launcher that they have to add on with their Steam stuff. And I think I've talked about like, you know, kind of, it's okay, like you'll live. But this has been a big point of contention with the PC community um, that these guys are buying up exclusives or taking them away from other platforms, which is shitty, let's be honest. And this is a good example of it, how it's affecting console gamers now where it's going to have to come down at a later date. And I think it's maybe a month, so not too much, but still, it's one of those things where, um, I mean, yeah, they're willing to write the check for it. I don't have to tell you. I wonder if anyone's ever going to step up and be like, I'll write you a check just not to do that. That'd be great. So... Um, we got we got that coming out, so definitely check out the trailer for that. And then on bigger news front, good old good old EA is in the news again. As I've always said, it wouldn't be an episode of the Haven podcast without me shitting on some publisher. And EA has always given you fodder. So EA had their investors meeting this past week. So they came out on this investors call and said what we all knew already that Anthem did not meet sales expectations. It still sold pretty well. I think it was. 5 million copies if I want to save maybe 5 or 6 but from their projections of where they had it at it's significantly below and or, or that hit and stuff but then the guy who runs EA for the, the the board and everything like that Andrew Penis Wilson aka Mr. Lootbox he he had to go and, and talk and open his mouth so he had in from other beats of media that I've picked up this article he went out of his way to talk about how the gaming industry has changed. No shit, Sherlock. It's been changing for a while. Are you now experiencing this? And But his reasons given of why he says it's changed or is changing, he's so fucking tone deaf. So in his comments, he talks about how like these games are no longer, are no longer just eight, you know, what is it, like eight to or 40 to 60 kind of hour games anymore. You have to have... 200 hours worth of post-launch content to go along with it um that's the way you keep these games evolved so it's like no dipshit this is you convinced that games as a service is the way to go all right you try to do your loot box thing and it backfired on you severely with battlefront 2 and you have moved away from that model somewhat you're doing just cosmetics so you've had to swallow your pride and instead of making half a billion dollars off of a game from microtransactions alone, you probably have to settle for probably 400 million. Ah, oh, shit, I know, what a loss. So he's adjusting and moving the sticks for his own investors of where things are going and why they're going there to kind of adjust, I think, expectations a little bit. And it's okay, he's doing his job, he gets paid a lot of fucking money to fuck people over and be anti-consumer and he does it so fucking well. Like he is, I hope that's the top of his resume. But again, as usual, he's answering his own questions in the wrong type of way, and he's asking himself the wrong questions. And it has nothing to do with that content, in, in my opinion, at least. No one is clamoring, I think, for a games as a service. And, and this is the thing I don't get, and it kind of connects to my larger point here. What is games as a service, really? What is it? When they sit there, and you know, I've always said this too, we're at fault as gamers for this microtransaction wave, we're as fault as gamers for allowing it to happen, um, for not being willing to spend more money to offset production costs somewhat. But even if we are, let's be honest, if we were as a community saying we'll pay 70 bucks for a game instead of 60, 
most of these publishers would be like, cool, thanks for that. We're not going to meet you halfway because this is not a negotiation and we're still going to be really shitty with our microtransaction practices, which let's be honest, they, they would do this. But at the end of the day, you vote with your wallet. I've always said I've always believed in that for everything and I feel this is no exception. So when you vote with your wallet and you don't, I mean, there's too much knowledge out there. There's too many sources and too much too much information from different avenues, whether it's something small like the Haven podcast with one guy who just, you know, as my wife will always say, um, is passionate about gaming. Or as I would say, hey, I just scream and yell a lot like an idiot to other people that are a lot more professional, that have more connections and in and outs in the industry. There's just such a huge array of places for you to go to get your information that being a non-knowledgeable consumer is not an excuse anymore this isn't the 90s this isn't back in the day when my brothers grew up and they ordered video games from a fucking catalog because the cover art looked cool or they went to the video store to rent said game because the cover art looked cool it's it's none of that anymore we have so many more tools and information out there and are there outlets that basically do the whole like i don't need lube i got you i'll give you the handy for free absolutely there is that but the the expose their ass so easily and so widely seen that you kind of know who those people are. Um, and I, I got a little jab. I could take it IGN later too, as well for another topic. But at the end of the day, this guy not just represents this company and the direction, but I know they talk him, the other CEOs of all these publishers, they're all in the same boat. They're all on the same train talking to each other. Yeah, this is where the industry needs to go. We need a plot to get there because that's what they do because it's good for business for everybody. And they know this. So when he sits there, games as a service is not a thing. It's like, what is games as a service? It's a fucking half-assed version of an MMO. That's exactly what it is. They just relabeled it because MMORPGs have some negative connotation to it in this industry for some fucking reason. I mean, it, maybe it's because... WoW ruined everything and people just started copying and pasting that formula, that blueprint, you know, like they were just so like, oh, we got it. We got to choose the WoW train. It's like, stop trying to be WoW. Do your own thing, dude. And you're just going to fail if you're trying to copy other people. And that's exactly what they did. And I think that genre completely nosedive. And now the only hope for it is all these Kickstarters where you have shit like Star Citizen, which is how much money and you have a build of the game that works, sure, but there's issues with it. It's an alpha, so I'll, I'll give it that. At least they have shit coming out a little bit. But yeah, there's so many other Kickstarters. Everybody and their moms is doing like a Kickstarter for an MMO. And it's all half-assed. It's all because that you need the big wallet there. You need someone to push that production through and kind of balance it out a little bit. And with games as a service, you don't have balance either. It's the other extreme. It's all bean counters that are running everything. It's not a developer trying to be passionate about something and have their vision come out in a way they want to. And then you have someone kind of holding the reins a little bit, the leash of like, Hey, calm down, dude. Like let's, you're, you're getting, you're getting too much in the weeds right now. We got to focus on some other stuff and get other things done. So we've gone from one swing to the other as usual and stuff. So it's just one of those things where it's classic EA, not understanding what the fuck they're talking about. And this guy still makes the money for the right now. But this is all changing, and I think a good point of that is our next topic is, so, yeah, this broke today. This one's interesting. So Josh Holloway, he's a U.S. senator. Um, he introduced a bill or will introduce a bill to ban loot boxes and pay-to-win microtransactions. Um, this bill would cover um, children 17 and under, per and per the MSRP 
uh, rating board I look through, mature games are listed as 17 plus. So in theory, this bill would cover mature games as well. So they can't sneak as a publisher and like, I'll just do mature games and we'll, we'll still get whatever thing we want. So I I don't know where this is going to go. And honestly, I haven't seen the bill. I was trying to locate it and I couldn't find it. So I don't know what other hidden shit he probably put in there. He probably put under the guise of like the anti-child gambling law bill. And everyone's like, Hey, we don't want kids to gamble or have addictions. Do we? Well, you shouldn't have allowed your kids to play fucking Fortnite then. But my point being, they do this shit politicians. I don't trust them. Um, I'm very Ron Swanson when it comes to politics, people, just so that, you know, um, so when you have these type of situations, they usually bake shit in there and it's like, uh, why are you, why are you trying to get this past this other line in this bill? It has nothing to do with the original forethought of your idea. So it's, it, it, it's probably some shit like that. So I won't get too excited about that. And then the people, I believe it was, uh, who the fuck is it? Not the FCC, that one fucking company that investigated the loot boxes and they're like, Oh, there's nothing criminal or wrong about what they do and addiction and shit like that. It's like, yeah, you're the same fuckers. that was proven that you have people that work on your board that are involved with EA and Activision. Like, so what are you talking about? Go wipe your ass. You're, you're all in the fucking same orgy room doing your thing. And you're trying to tell us and convince us that this shit is not wrong. It is. It's, it's weird and bad. So with this bill coming Hopefully before we'll see what happens with it. I would be actually shocked if anything ever comes of this. It it just goes back to the bigger thought where you're seeing us as consumers for the most part, I think voting with our wallet, which is great and saying, we're just not doing these microtransactions. We don't want them. We don't need them. And you just need one incident like battlefront two showed. There'll be somebody that's going to push the envelope. I think if I'm being Danny Domus that's going to try to use cosmetics as a lane to try to make up the ground that they've lost with loot boxes. So it may not come this year. It may not even come next year, but I'm pretty sure some developer slash publisher will do this and they'll push it too far to a point where there's outrage like battlefront two. And this whole thing will go away. And I'm sure these publishers, they have a lot of lot. There's a lot of people that work for them that they spend a lot that they give a lot of money to who's devising the next strategy, the next plan of how to replace microtransactions. Because that, if you look at it, has been the core essence of the very successful business model that has been EA, specifically Ultimate Team Pack with FIFA and Madden. This shit gets passed. They are fucked as a company. They really, really are. They have hardly anything in the pipeline. Their IPs are very drawn out. They tried... Anthem was a huge fucking stinker. Good thing they had um, Apex come out and be a huge success for them. And, but their, their IPs are very, very like, they don't have anything. So this is a huge blow to them. If this gets, gets passed and you know, every publisher with very deep pockets is going to scratch tooth and nail and just go down in a fiery blaze of glory in their minds before they allow this to happen. So good luck, Mr. Senator Josh Holloway. Um, I wish you luck, sir, and uh, on my little tiny podcast platform, unless I find out you're a white supremacist, um, I will. you will have my support of, hey, let's get this banned. That would be really, really good. So speaking of support, this, is, this has been an unveiling of video game day, and I, I freaking love it. So this started this week. We got some leaks. It, I don't know if it's a leak anymore. I'm pretty sure it's intentionally done by Ubisoft. This is kind of their MO. But they're like, hey, guys, tune in this Thursday. So today at, what was it, like 1130 Pacific time or 1230. Anyways, 
we have a new unveiling of the new Ghost Recon Breakpoint. So I got around to watching this thing. I jumped on when they had their free play weekend this past weekend with my brother to play Wildlands, and it was fine. It was very third-person open-world shit I've seen before a million times, except they're just like, hey, you want to do co-op and drive vehicles, which is cool, don't get me wrong. But with it like an hour of the game, I kind of got the idea um, of what their, their thing is. So here's the new Ghost Recon game. Now, the thing is, as you guys know, I've skipped Division 2, I think, for the most part. I, I know we got great reviews. Everyone seems to really, really enjoy it, and that's great. I think I feel like I kind of missed the boat a little bit with it, just because they're microtransactions. They weren't clear on them, so I'm like, eh, I'd rather be safe than sorry. And who knows? Maybe down the road, I'll pick it up, you know? So they show off this Ghost Recon Breakpoint game, and, you know, props to UB. They did, like, a 45-minute showing, and... I don't know because I wasn't heavily invested in Wildlands whatsoever, other than the two, three hours I played on last Friday night. I wonder how fans of that game or the series feel about this unveiling. Like, to them, is this just more of the same and a little bit of tweaks? Because for me, personally, watching this, I'm fucking stoked. This thing comes out, I think they said in October or something of this year, October 4th. I'm like, oh, I got the fucking, I got, I went and got a tattoo of Breakpoint on my chest. It's amazing. Holy crap. This thing looked fucking incredible. Now, I talked about earlier my dig at media and IGN. So IGN did this IGN live presents presented by Ghost Recon Wildlands or some bullshit. So I don't know if they were getting paid or something, but the two fucking dingleberries they had on the panel that gave their thoughts of after the, the unveiling and stuff in the live stream. I'm surprised they didn't bring this shit up because they have nothing but great things to say about it, which, which is fine. That's their opinion. What they showed of this game, I'm excited. It looks great. But it's pretty much Division 2, right? Like, or the, just the Division in general, like the Division franchise. I'm not seeing much of a difference. I mean, if you want to say, oh, there's a different setting, okay, cool. But it looks very, very similar to Division 2. However, I would say maybe it's better in some regards. So with this Ghost Recon thing, I mean, they said, hey, we got a raid coming out in the first couple months, up to four players. You have classes you can switch on the fly. So if this is sounding familiar to you from a certain other Ubisoft game, don't be shocked. And then they go and say, but we got other stuff too. Boom, we got vehicles and we got boats and shit. And we got, you can fly helicopters just like Wildlands. So I'm like, so you're adding vehicles and like, Division doesn't have vehicles? What the hell? This is fucking better. And then they showed the stealth aspect. Now, when they showed this, that's what got me really, really like, ugh, porno hard. It was amazing. They showed the guy on his fucking stomach prone, and he goes back and forth in the mud, like a little, a little baby piggy, having the greatest day of his life, and he covers himself in mud so he can stealth himself from, like, the NPC enemies. And I was like, dude, that's so cool. So you've taken the stealth aspect of this series and you've ratcheted up quite a bit made it very important in fact they have a class they talked about that is specifically geared towards stealth play which i personally love so they took that and they made it open world they mixed it with a little bit or a little bit of sprinkle if you will of like metal gear solid snake eater oh my god how do you not love that and you have all these weapons you fucking uh custom mod drops and everything like that that you pick up there's loot they didn't get too much detail into that but like the enemy types themselves, I was like, oh, okay, they're fine. Like there's some cool stuff here. 
Um, the one thing that was like you, this team at Ubisoft that's making this game, they fucking love drones. Holy shit, man. There's drones for everybody in this game. You got baby drones. You got medium drones. You got, you know, drug dealing drones. I don't know. There's drones for everyone. It, like if you had a checklist of people you want to hit, you just go through it and they all have a drone it feels like in this game. So I'm a big fan of drones. Um, not the type that bomb villages, but I'm talking about the ones that can fly around with little HD cameras. Pretty adorable, pretty fun. That's what this game has. So it, you're going through, and then there's just like little nuances they do in the game where you have your health and their, their UI, their screen, I have to say, was super duper simple and clean. Like it was pretty bare bones, and I love that. Let me see what's on the screen. The way they kind of shot their camera was really tight. That reminded me of the original or this Wildlands Last Ghost Recon game I played, which is great. It's fine. And they're going through and they showed like one of your teammates go down and you have to like pick them up to get them to safety in a good spot so you could heal them. So it's a little stuff like that I like. Or in terms of your health, if you take so many shots, then you become crippled and there's like three tiers to it. So if you keep going, then all of a sudden you like are heavily limping and now you have trouble aiming your gun. So you have to use bandages to heal yourself up and then like pretty much like an empty pin and just putting yourself to heal your life. So it's little stuff like that. I'm like, okay, you're adding, you're sprinkling like these survival aspects to the game, but not going overboard. So it seems like more of what was in Wildlands, but maybe a little bit reinvented and they added a lot more to it. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff about it I really liked. I mean, I think my biggest complaint was like too many drones because it was just over the top, but also too like just the presentation of the live stream was pretty like lame. They it, it looked like um, one of those shows they do on the History Channel. It was like what was it called? Oh man, they don't do it anymore. I don't think I'm out of a cable for a while. But on History Channel, they used to do like Ultimate Warrior Battle or some shit where they're like, what would happen in a fight between Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great? We talked to the experts to find out. And it's like, what the fuck? Y'all run out of ideas. <laughs> so the way they shot it was, was like that. It was pretty freaking cringy with the people talking. And then I thought it was also kind of funny that they had this one guy who had subtitles. Well, they all had subtitles, but I felt like, well, did they? I'm trying to remember now. I really want to say that there was only like two dudes with accents that had subtitles, but that can't be it. That'd be too on the nose for them. So scratch that. And so, yeah, that was my only thing with it, but they showed a good amount of gameplay. They showed the trailer of it. And then they had the two of the head guys working on the project going to details. And they're like, Hey, we got PVP launching at the start of this. I don't know how that's going to work out in terms of balancing. And, but all your stuff, your progress, your weapons, your gears, all carrying over between both worlds, that there's certain sections in the world that you'll come across that you can opt in for a PvP play of it. So I really like that. Um, we talked about the raid coming in, which is set in like near or on a volcano. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. We'll see how it plays and the mechanics to it. But there just seems to be a lot to like. And I, again, I love this emphasis on stealth. And that was the one thing about Wildlands I personally was really enjoying. It's not running guns blazing. Like you can do that, but I but the fact that you can be so stealthy with like melee takedowns, I really enjoy that aspect of the game. So if they do that and the open world itself is actually what's the word I'm looking for? Not clever. Um it's it's engaging and it's not all littered with just side missions that are all rinse and repeat, then yeah, they might be onto something here. I mean, that waits to be seen. That's kind of Ubisoft's MO when it comes to 
these open world games, you know, there's really a lot of, you know, quantity, not quality to it. So that, that I'm waiting to see, but yeah, Ghost Recon breakpoint. So unless something weird happens, I'm on board with it so far. Um, it looked really, really exciting. I could just be really in the mood for a co-op game, but with that said, we got even more unveils, reveals today. Holy crap, it was busy. So the fine folks at Capcom came out today, and it's like, we got a little Monster Hunter world for you. So they showed a couple minutes of footage. It wasn't too long of their new expansion, Iceborne, coming out um, September the 6th of this year on all platforms. And this just looks like fucking so good. It was like it was like watching Hoth from Star Wars. And they showed some of the new monsters. It looks great. And... I believe I said it on my review, my yearly awards show last year. For me, my top games of the year were God of War 4, Divinity Original Sin 2, and Monster Hunter World. I absolutely love that game. I had such a blast with it, and I've put so many hours into it, and it doesn't feel like that many hours. It's just, it's so, there's something about it, and they've just done a great job supporting it, and this expansion just looks incredibly fun, that they're just going to give you more of the amazingness that they gave you in World. And they even said, like, our map is the biggest map we've done for this game. And I'm like, holy shit, that, I mean, you guys have done a pretty bang-up job so far. So you see some of that. It, they've talked about some quality of life changes they're going to do, which I appreciate, where it's stuff like you don't have to have your weapon, you know, sheathed in order to use your slinger anymore. And we're adding some different combos with the slinger in mind. And there's a lot more. They said, hey, we're going to talk about here in the next couple of months. But we just want to give you a little tasty taste of it. So Monster Hunter World killing it. And then we move on to PlayStation because they are like, hey, everyone's having a fucking reveal today. Let's not be out of the loop, guys. And what do they do? They come out with State of Play, like their new whatever nintendo direct version shit so for the most part i think it was like 20 minutes or so these two things have been pretty like what's the word i'm looking for uh pretty fucking lame you know like there's not much to it but what they did show that kind of just popped in my head a little bit they ilphonic they're the guys that make friday the 13th that no longer make it they have a deal with sony where it's going to be a playstation exclusive they're working on a game called predator hunting ground so they showed like a little gameplay thing of it or like a, a teaser trailer. And I love it at the, at the bottom of the screen, not actual gameplay. It's like, why the fuck are you showing me this then? Like, what are you doing? And like, oh, 2020 is going to come out, but we just started production on it. That's what the guy said. One of the developers. And I'm like, what? How's this game coming out in a year? I'm confused. Like, I, I'm sure they're using the same fucking engine and mechanics of Friday the 13th and they're tweaking some stuff. And it's going to be the same exact concept and idea, which not necessarily a bad thing, but... What I wanted to talk about in regards to the state of play from Sony is they showed medieval old classic PlayStation game. I believe it's a remake. I'm not sure. They really didn't tell me. That looked kind of to me like there was nothing about it that got me too excited. But if you are, good for you. Uh, whatever makes you happy. And then they showed like another like, uh, hey, a reminder almost. You know that Final Fantasy remake game we've announced like 25 years ago? Yeah, they got you guys really excited. Yeah, we're still doing that. And I've known from a couple of rumors they've had some development hell issues with this remake. So think of it more like Resident Evil 2. Like they're redoing this game from the ground up. It's not turn-based combat anymore, you know, stuff like that. So they showed more of the fighting, of the actual nuts and bolts of what I think the gameplay is going to be. And um uh, yeah, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I think this might suck. The, 
it literally looked like um, the engine from Kingdom Hearts, like the gameplay, the combat, the fighting. And if that's going to be anything like that fucking game and that boredom, oof, good luck with that. Did you guys just fucking run out of ideas or your idea just totally shot the bed the first time and you're like, oh, what do we got in the back there, Ron? Oh, got that outdated fucking Kingdom Hearts engine we can use. Oh, let's do it. Let's go for it. It's going to look pretty. I mean, the game looks cool in terms of like the graphical fidelity. Like it looks great seeing Cloud and all the characters. Just looks really fucking good. Like it looks, oh my God, so up to date. But I'm like, looking at the gameplay, I'm like, oh, this does not do a single fucking thing for me. But uh, I don't know, I tell you. But believe it or not, guys, that's it for us for this week's episode, our weekly episode of uh, the TV show. TV, video game episode. Jesus, Danny. This is what you don't record almost at 11 o'clock at night. Um, so with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did making it for you. As usual, if you enjoy what you've heard or if you want to support the podcast, lots of ways you can do that. You know, the, the good stuff, help it grow. And that's by passing along to any friends or family who you think might want to hear me ramble on about uh, very two specific categories or three, I should say specific topics or you can check us out on the official mixer of the haven podcast as well as our instagram and then also i will have the link for all that and more in the description along with our havenpc at gmail.com to send in your listener questions what you think of breakpoint does it look good does it look the same as wildlands but with more vehicles let, let me know what you think so and then of course as always the i hate doing this part uh, make sure you comment, like, subscribe, uh, fucking dilly dow, jerk yourself. I don't know. Just all that stuff. Comment, rate, review, all that crap. I need to shower already. Um, so, yeah, do all that stuff, all that funny. So, anywho, you guys, I hope you enjoyed in all seriousness. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you all this upcoming Monday. Take care. <laughs>